Hey, it's Becky with Dry Self Love Podcast. Chris and I are so excited to present some really cool interviews this summer for you. We have a couple on money and your scarcity mentality around it. We have one about making friends when you're new or even when you're not new. And a really cool one about kicking sugar to the curb. A couple others on health and wellness, of course. So we hope you enjoy these and we will be back in the fall. Have a great summer and take care. Welcome to the Try Self Love Podcast. I'm Becky Barber, your host, and my guest today is Mary Ev Ward. Mary, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited that you're here. Let me read your bio and then we will get into this episode. It's going to be a great one. So Mary Ev is an emotional wellness coach for women and breast cancer survivors. She empowers women to break emotionally triggered habits so they can shed physical and emotional weight, achieve their goals, and reach their highest potential. Such a great bio. Short and sweet, but powerful. It like packs a punch. Yes. Thank you. Um, And that's what I wanted, right, is to just get my message quickly across so that it's not overwhelming and hopefully, you know, as I relate to it to it. Other women relate to it as well. Mm. Yes. I know I did. Yes. I love that last part about just shedding physical and emotional weight because it really is Mm. a weight like grief, trauma, loss. It just weighs you down so much. It really does. And so do those, I call them, you know, low vibrational emotions. If you know, you or anyone listening, knows or understands the law of vibration and how there is vibrational energy attached to each emotion mm-hmm. and kind of like those low ones that we often um kind of stay stuck in for extended amounts mm-hmm. of time um the most common ones that come up are stress and anxiety right and how that can make it really hard for us to move forward and again it is that weight right? Because it's kind of like always there, it weighs on us. And it's just when we're able to shed that, release it, um, it's just that like, ah, ah, I feel so much lighter. This feels so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why is it so much easier to loop in the lower vibrations than say the higher happiness, peace, joy? Mm. Our brain is really focused on the negative mm-hmm. right? because it's yep. his job to keep us safe. It's his job to scan around for any dangers. So it's very easy for us to recognize what is not going well and what is not going well, of course, stresses us out, gives us anxiety <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but because it's our job to recognize it. Um, it's very easy to stay there if we don't take the steps to actually move out of those emotions into the higher vibrational emotions. So I think that's why it's very easy for us to recognize those, to stay in those. And it becomes a habit. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't realize that their emotions become habitual when it's their main way to handle certain situations right? Situations come up. And if we've been so, it's been so ingrained in us to turn to stress to handle that situation, then it just feels natural and normal until Mm -hmm. of course we, we learn how to deal with it differently next time. It's so true. It's just what you're conditioned. It's so hard to break that. 
especially if it began in childhood. Yes. That's really, I, it, but it's possible. I love what you're saying. Like we, we can step out of it and we don't know that sometimes we just think, well, this is how I'm feeling. It must be how it's supposed to be, but we really have much more control than we recognize. Yeah. And I love that. Like you said, it's possible because a lot of times when we're so deep into it, we can't even imagine what is possible for us. Mm. Right. But in my belief system, everything is possible. If you can think it, if you can see someone else have the experience of it, that means that it's possible for you too. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. So when we met briefly before deciding what we'd talk about, one thing that I loved, I mean, I loved everything that you were talking about, but just (laughs) what resonated with me was finding emotionally safe people. Mm -hmm. and how this relates to what you're saying, right? Whatever is possible for others is possible for us as well. Mm -hmm. And so surrounding yourself with people that maybe vibrate a little higher, more naturally, and it's not such hard work. Yeah. (laughs) Although it's nice to have people who understand the struggle too. Yeah. And we do tend to attract people based on where we currently are in our emotional wellness. Right. Because we do like that, um, that relatability so that if we're talking to someone about our struggles, that they can understand our struggles or maybe are struggling with the same thing. Mm. We do like that. But at the same time, um, that can kind of drag us down a little bit lower because there's no energy there that pulls you out of it. Right. And that's how kind of like the people that you surround with. And I'm sure we've all had this experience in life where it's kind of like a relationship based on complaining. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Based on like, you know, oh, this like this isn't going well. And then this happened. Um, And it's and and that's why they say when when you grow and when you become different and when you um, your emotional intelligence grows, sometimes not everyone stays on that journey with you because we're all, you know, doing different things. Our growth is different and that's okay. And a lot of people, they have a hard time letting that go, right? It's hard to Mm -hmm. let people go. But again, I'm a big believer that we have to let go of the old to let in the new. We don't have the capacity to care for everything, to allow everyone into our space. You know, we just don't have the energy for that. So it's very Mm -hmm. important that we choose carefully who we do allow in our life, um, who we um, allow to have access to our energy. Because again, some people, you know, they're not everyone is meant for us. Mm. Or, mm-hmm. or forever. Yes. Um, Cause it's been so ingrained in us since childhood that when you embark on something when you dedicate your time to something it should last forever mm. right we get married it should be forever we um get into a career it should be forever and then we feel like we're letting ourselves down when it doesn't last forever because we it's such a strong belief in us that it should um but you know, i love that you said that you know not everything is meant to last forever and it's just about learning to let it go when that time you know has come to an end which can be so painful. Yes. It can, yes. And it's not because it's painful that it's not 
the right thing to do. And I think that's, that can be hard to differentiate sometimes, you know, is it painful because I should put more effort into it before I should stay? Or is it painful because it's really the end of something that was really special and important, but it's just not serving me anymore. You really have to weigh the pain. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. pain do you want to carry? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's hard. And for how long? right? How long are you willing to carry it? And if it doesn't change, you know, it's important for me. It's very important, especially after, you know, the things that I've been through, I used to see change. Um, you know, I'm born this way. I don't need to change. This is who I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's only only once I experienced change that I was like, wow, I was so stuck in Mm. my, you know, ways of being old behaviors, old habits. Um, And that's what really got me into this work is the realization that change is so beautiful and so necessary. Nobody wants to get to the end of their life being the exact same person that they were, you know, years ago. I think that would be, and I don't use this word lightly, but it would almost be a failure if you never changed your entire life because life is meant to change us and make us better. A hundred percent. I could not agree more with that. And that's something that was like a big aha moment in my life. And I'm so glad that I had that moment because who knows where I would be now, Mm. you know, probably doing the same old thing, doing nothing new, (laughs) different, um, still with the same struggles. So that change is really important. If you want to step into having the things that you want in life to have the health that you want to have the relationships you want to have, you know, a fulfilling career all of those things fall in place when you're able to create the change within yourself first. And that's something that I had to learn. Big learning moment. So, yeah, you alluded to some difficult times that, I mean, I do think life will hit us across the face with the brick if we're not changing enough. (laughs) We will always have those opportunities to change, but if you wouldn't mind delving into your experience and some of the lessons that you learned from breast cancer. Yes. So I love that you say that about how, if we're not pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, that life will do it for us. And that was my experience with breast cancer because I was living kind of like in complete unawareness of how I was like my actions, you know, directly were creating my outcome. Hmm. I was kind of just going on about life, like, oh, everything will be okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm doing enough. You know, I wasn't really pushing myself to reach my potential because I didn't believe in myself, right? When we're not pushing ourselves, usually it's because we have these limited beliefs that are keeping us in that comfort zone. Wow. Um, And it's only when I was diagnosed with breast cancer at 29 years old that it really opened my eyes to everything that I was not doing. Um, It was shocking. I mean, nobody at, you know, that young thinks that they would be diagnosed with breast cancer. Right. Um, So when it happened, I really had to look at how I had played a part in 
inviting disease into my body. So now I am genetically predisposed to breast cancer through a mutated genetic called BRCA1. And it does predispose me to breast cancer at a young age and ovarian cancer. Mm. But in any genetics, you know, they do play a part in your outcome, but they, they're, it's not the end all be all. Right. right. You still have some control. And the best way that it was explained to me is that if you take, let's say two empty, you know, glasses, glasses of water, but they're empty. Um, someone who is born without this genetic, they're born with an empty glass, but someone born with their genetic, with this genetic, they're born with marbles in their glass, maybe filling it halfway. And the, your, your habits Um, the way that you take care of your entire being, if it's less than ideal, will add marbles to that glass. And when the glass overflows, that's when disease expresses itself. Mm -hmm. So you can see how my glass would overflow much faster than someone without this genetic, however, does not mean that my glass had to overflow. Such a fascinating concept. Yeah. So when, when she told me that I was like, wow, okay, let's self-reflect and see how I added these marbles to my glass to allow it to overflow. And that's when I really came into awareness that I was under this false pretense of health because we're so focused on our physical health of what am I eating? Mm -hmm. Um, How much am I exercising? How much do I weigh? And just so much more goes into our health than just our physical being. Although it is a huge part, of course, but that's, that was my struggle because I, I, you know, I was always a healthy eater. I exercised. Um, when it came to that, I feel like I was healthy, which led me to believe that I was healthy overall, but it's the emotional side of me that was suffering. Mm. that I had been ignoring. When you ignore, you know, your gut feeling, your intuition, you go against yourself, you don't express how you feel. Um, that really affects you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes, yes, that suppressing any emotion will catch up to you, your body will get your attention somehow. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly how I saw it. My body was telling me pay attention. Um, How can you move forward differently to not have the same experience again, because with this genetic um, also predisposes me to recurrence. Mm. Yeah. And it's very dominant in my family. Many of the women have had you know, multiple cancers. Um, so now that I know better, I can do better. Mm. Right. And especially with all of this work that I've done for myself that I now do for others. I mean, this is why it's just so important to me because it's not only in helping others, but at the same time, it's everything that I need to do for myself as well on a consistent basis. It's so true how we get into this work because of something we've experienced and we want to serve others and maybe lessen what they're going to go through eventually through more knowledge and self-care, but we are still being benefited. That's the beauty of it. 
Mm-hmm. They're great reminders. You know, every time I do like an exercise with a client or I help a client through something, I think we forget how much we are so similar. Yes. yes. So similar to one another. And we have so many of the same struggles. Yet when we're going through the, those struggles, we feel so alone. We feel like we're the only ones struggling with this. And maybe we're ashamed or embarrassed to talk about it. But it's just so fascinating with connecting with these women, how, you know, we're all so similar. I do love that. And I especially love that you help women. I also help women primarily. And there's just something about that. That's so beautiful to me because you're not just helping a woman, you're helping everyone because that's what women do is we help all of those people around us. So who you can't even count the people you've helped because they're interacting with people as well. And so it's just such beautiful work. I completely agree. It's not just one person that you're helping, but it's her entire surroundings, mm-hmm. her family. Cause even me, myself doing the work that I've done for myself, I can see how it's shifted, you know, my relationship now with my husband, I mean, my relationships before were always um, toxic, mm. dramatic, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't uh, never calm, but it's hard to associate the part that you play in those relationships because we like to, we, we don't like to take the blame, right? right. We don't want to be at fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> can't be us. It can't be us. It must be the other person. <laughs> but when we can recognize, you know, the part that we play in the outcome that we're, that we're getting and sometimes over and over again, because we're not learning or we're not changing, You know, and that's how I was able to create a healthy relationship with my now husband, even my relationship with my mom and my sister. You know, when you really take care of your being, you're able to show up for others in such a different way. And I do hope as well, you know, as me and my husband move forward into wanting to have a family, that this gets passed on to the next generation as well. It's so true. And really, if you think about it, the only person we can control is ourselves. Mm -hmm. And and that's why I, when we do this work and we're helping people work on what they actually can control and change and that's them. Yeah. And then your eyes truly are open and you do see different people that maybe aren't the best for you to have around or vice versa. They're like, maybe you're changing too much or whatever, but you have to just focus on what is in your control and it's very disrespectful to try and change other people or blame them. So that's healing as well to just open your eyes more to what you're doing and make those changes. And then it's a ripple effect, as you were saying, especially with your kids, they will watch everything. They don't really listen to what you say, but they watch everything you do. (laughs) Yes. And that's so powerful is a lot of times we think that we can affect others with our words but if our actions aren't aligned with those words then it just creates confusion and we tend to um listen to 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 put more emphasis on actions right Mm -hmm. we believe what people show us through their actions Mm -hmm. not necessarily through their words yes absolutely and um when you you said something that i was like oh yes i like that what was it Um, Oh, like changing how you're always in control of changing your own self, Mm -hmm. right? And you should always take control of the controllable. And there's this quote that I love 
that relates to that. And it's, um, ima imagine how hard it is to change yourself and you'll understand what little chance you have at changing someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so beautiful. Yeah. Because we all, you know, we all know the pull of old habits that when we try to create a change, you know, those old habits come pulling at us and they're like, yes. no, but remember you used to enjoy doing this, like come back <laughs> this way. <laughs> and it's tempting because it's what we know, but it's not necessarily what's best for us. Mm. And it's that consistency of always, you know, being different because nothing changes until who you are changes. It's not about, you know, exactly what you, how you do things. Um, but it's really the core of your being of who you are. Mm -hmm. I love that. And not that people have to change even that much. It's just being more aware. And I think as obviously this is called try self-love, the practice of learning to love yourself, not only benefits you and your mental and health, your uh, physical wellness, but it will benefit your relationships and the people around you and those that are watching. And maybe they'll try some of the things that you're doing and, and you just have more goodness and love to spread. Yeah. It's a snowball effect mm -hmm. where instead of pulling each other down, which often happens, we're doing the opposite, right? One person changes for the better and they're pulling others up with them. Mm-hmm. Well, you said you work with different people and they're all coming from these different walks of life, but we have common things that we all need to learn. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm curious, what would you say is one of the ones that you see most often or something you want to speak to, to my listeners? Hmm. Good question. Um, I think something that I come across often with my clients is the words change, going from I can't to I can. Mm. Wow. And it's, and that, again, that's a, that's a way to protect ourselves, right? Saying I can't do something because mm -hmm. you don't want to be perceived a certain way if you try and if you fail. So it's easier to just say, Oh no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so beautiful when their mindset shifts, where they start saying I can to things that they haven't even tried before. And like, it's, it doesn't have to be big, you know, even like the smallest of things. Example, one of my clients, she really wanted to start biking, but she was having a hard time. So she's like, maybe I should try one of those electrical bikes but she was really afraid of them. <laughs> <laughs> what if I fall? Oh, maybe I can't do that. Maybe I'll just stick to my walks, you know, but it's nice to try new things it, like little adventures in life. You know, why not? Because yeah. getting out of our routine, um, moving different parts of our body. So she decided that, you know what? I can, because logically we all know you can, Right. Mm -hmm. But it's your own belief about yourself that will stop you. So, so she followed through. And even though we might see that as a very small step towards a new form of movement, 
it was a huge step for her because it was a mindset shift Mm. of going from, I can't do, you know, any, she, she only walks and she swam. I can't do anything else. These are my two things that I do. That's it. That's what I'm comfortable with. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not good at anything else. And then you start, you know, you say I can to one other thing. And that's again, a snowball effect. Okay. I can do that. What else can I do? And I do find that the clients that get the best results are people who start saying I can more often. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Words are very powerful. Like the mm-hmm. own, your own words that you speak are very powerful because if you keep telling yourself, I can't change, I can't do this. This is too hard. Well, your actions are going to match that. Why would you even bother trying if you, you know, have already basically decided that you can't. Yeah. Well, and trying new things is such a good way to actually be happier and have more confidence. It just kind of scratches a record on the monotony of life. And then just the double whammy where it's like, I can try something new. And then I'm sure she loved it. She loved it. And she fell. And I'm like, isn't that because she was so afraid of it. And like the scary thing that she was afraid of, of actually happened, but then she survived it. You know, because our brain thinks in either I'm going to live through this experience or I'm going to die through this experience. Our brain, <laughs> our brain is very extreme. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. And she survived it. So again, th- like what a great experience to have your fear. The thing that you, the worst thing that you, you can think can happen on a bike happen, you survive. And then you're like, you know what? It wasn't that bad after all. <laughs> I have a scratch on my knee. I still had fun, you know, and I, I did it. And that also helps you move forward and to let go of that fear because it's always fear that stops us from trying those new things, mm-hmm. right? And asking yourself, well, what's the worst that can happen? And then if that happens, and then what, right? So the worst that can happen, falling off a bike. What's the worst that can happen? I'll injure myself. And then I'll probably be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like when we were little kids, right? How many times did we fall off a bike? Because that's what happens when you try something new. Mm -hmm. And always work out the first time around. Well, and it's, it's interesting to me because when you're like, what's the worst that can happen? And then it does happen. And it just made me think, I mean, someone could say the worst thing that could possibly happen happened to you at such an early age. And here you are having shifted that into something that you've used for good. You, you see it as something that awakened you and has given you this beautiful career where you're filled with passion and ways to help others. And it also helps you. So I just think there's so much power in that, that the fear of something happening. And yet it was something that was so good for you eventually. Yeah. And if only we could look at every downfall that way, where they're meant to happen. I can't imagine how we would grow without them. Like if Mm -hmm. everything was just going perfect all the time. They're meant for us to learn lessons. They're meant to push us 
um, to, to reach new destinations. Because again, without that experience, I really don't know where, if I would have taken upon myself to, to do all of this change. Hmm. because nothing would have pushed me to do it because I was so comfortable where I, I, where I was. I was really in my little bubble of comfort. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not that it was where I should have been, <laughs> you know, not that it was serving me very well, but it was comfortable. And I think that's what a lot of people experience is feeling comfortable in the uncomfortable Right. And then it's only once we move out of that, that we can create these new experiences that kind of become our new comfort zone. So it's always kind of pushing the limit of our comfort zone Mm is it's living in between comfort and discomfort because nobody wants to jump out into our, you know, a a scary zone all at once. That's too much. (laughs) Or every day. Yeah. Or every day or too often. Yeah. Then we just retreat and then it becomes too scary to take on again. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of what happened to me. To me, it was like all at once. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in this big, very scary moment. What do I do? So now moving forward, I do not want to experience that again. So that's why I choose to take control of how much change I want to experience. And it's just for me, you know, it's just a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. right? Small mm-hmm. steps that I know lead to big changes. So true. It is so mm-hmm. true. So as you have lived these years after your diagnosis and your recovery, mm-hmm. how are you finding that strength as you push yourself out of your comfort zone? I think that's something that you build over time. Mm. Yeah, every small or big, I guess, experience that you overcome builds that resilience, right? And it builds that confidence. Um, And I definitely get my strength from my mother. Mm. I feel like when you grew up witnessing you know, strong, independent women, that's mm-hmm. kind of what you become, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they say um, we turn into our parents, and I do believe that we do literally turn into our parents, um, but our parents are mere humans, right? So we take the good that they offer, and then we want to leave behind their own traumas and struggles so that we don't carry that with us. So I'm very grateful that I was able to embody my mom's strength and resilience because that's something that she taught me. Even going into, into my battle with breast cancer, like I did feel like I have this, I had the strength to overcome it. There's not there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to die. Like that was not an option. Wow. Mm-hmm. But that experience, you know, only allowed me to become stronger for future experiences. But I also, I also always remind myself it's not because I'm strong that I need to be all the time. Mm, yeah. 
right? Because if we identify ourselves as someone who, who is strong, we can handle anything that comes to us, then we attract these really difficult situations because, you know, we're strong. That's what we do. We overcome really hard moments. But after that, I made a decision. I'm like, I am strong, but I don't need any more challenges, struggles where I need to use that strength to that level. Hmm. So mm-hmm. smart. So smart. Yeah. Cause that's a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of work is a lot of stress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just mm-hmm. that, that heaviness, like we talked about at the beginning, just that weight just weighs you down. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know it's there. I know that I can depend on it when I need but again, I don't want to live my life depending on my strength. And I don't want to attract those hard experiences into my life all the time. No. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Well, Mary Eve, this has been so delightful. I really appreciate you coming on. How can my listeners get in touch with you? Do you have an offer you'd like to extend? Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on here. It was nice to talk about this topic because I think it's just so important to talk about it I don't think we talk about our emotions nearly enough we're often doing the opposite trying to hide them because we're embarrassed of what other people might think about how we feel right so yeah that's something that's what I help my clients with is just really finding their voice and being able to express themselves in healthy ways so that it doesn't, because it's going to get expressed one way or another Mm. so that it doesn't get expressed in ways that, you know, self-sabotage their health, their wellness. Um, A way to reach me is through my Instagram, which is at chit chat room with me. And I also have a website, which is dot chitchatroomwithme.com and on there I do offer a free discovery call for anyone who thinks that coaching might be a right fit for them maybe they have a health wellness goal that they would like to reach and I do this for free to see if you know coaching is the right avenue for them if I am the right coach if this is a good fit um, and we get get to really uncover you know exactly what is um, going on in their life in this moment. Thank you so much. That is such a generous offer. We will have all your information in the show notes for anyone interested in working with Mary Eve. I highly recommend it. She is strong, but yet able to be vulnerable. And that is a strength all in its own, I think. So thank you again. Uh, thank you. That is such a compliment. I think vulnerability is such a compliment. So thank you. Oh, you are welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> And we will talk to our listeners next week. Have a great time. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.